And now, a Blaze Media Podcast. Welcome to it. Of course, it is Chewing the Fat. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Well, we've got COVID-19, civil unrest, locusts, volcanic eruptions, and hurricanes. Some people are thinking Armageddon. And the reading of the Mayan calendar, of course, was wrong. According to a theory, a conspiracy theory on Twitter. So it's got to be right. And while the world didn't end on December 21st, 2012, as originally prophesized by the calendar readers, the theorists, the doomsday theorists, were convinced the world was going to end. So everybody went to uh, the Mayan sites in Mexico and Guatemala. Eh, they're still alive and they left with their heads hung low. Now, following the Julian calendar, we are technically, according to the theorists, in 2012. Well, the number of days lost in a year due to the shift in Gregorian calendar is 11 days. For 268 years using the Gregorian calendar, 1752 to 2020, times 11 days equals 2,948 days. 2,948 days with 365 days a year, equals eight years. Oh, that makes the end of the world 2020. That's what scientist Apollo Tagloquin, Tagloquin, T-A-G-A-L-O-G-U-I-N, tweeted last week. Now, if he's correct, adding up all the missed days, then it's the end is sometime this week or next. Now, he's deleted the series of tweets, so never mind. I guess the Mayans uh, just got tired or bored and stopped in 2012. Sure, it's summertime, and that means grilling and burgers. Eh, not so fast. Now, a meat producer is recalling 42,922 pounds of ground beef. Uh, Those products uh, are being recalled because of a possible E. coli contamination. The products were produced on June 1st by New Jersey-based Lakeside Refrigerated Services and were shipped to retail locations nationwide. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's not too bad, right? Uh, Well, nationwide, uh, the uh, Marketside Butcher and Thomas Farms Marketside Butcher products uh, sold at Walmart. Um, the list one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different packages a one pound vacuum package, a one pound vacuum package, three pound, one pound, four pound, one pound, one pound are all part of the recall. And I'll tweet that recall out at uh, Jeffy JFR this afternoon. Just uh, be careful when you're uh, getting your ground beef to make into patties for your grill. It's never been more important than right now to know what you're putting in your body. For instance, what you use for pain relief. So much out there, we're told it's not good for us. Well, that's when Relief Factor comes in. ReliefFactor.com. It supports healthy joints and muscles, supports a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort, 
It's 100% botanical and fish oil product made from a clinically developed formula that supports regulation of key enzymes and proteins. has four key ingredients that each help your body's fight against inflammation. And it's crafted to help your body reduce pain associated with aging, exercise, and everyday living. I tell you all that to let you know that it relieves the pain. ReliefFactor.com. I am a living example of how it reduces the pain. I started taking Relief Factor and then I ran out and I realized, wow, uh, I'm starting to feel that pain again. Maybe I should start taking Relief Factor again. And I did. And it worked again. Amazing. The pain went away. ReliefFactor.com. They offer a three-week quick start program for only nineteen ninety-five. 66% of people expect to live the rest of their life with some pain. I am part of that 66%. And you up that percentage with 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more because they realize it works. ReliefFactor.com. Just go to ReliefFactor.com and it targets the underlying problem areas from the four different metabolic pathways and it alleviates the pain at the source get started today with the three-week quick start program for only 1995 relieffactor.com relief factor r-e-l-i-e-f-f-a-c-t-o-r.com relieffactor.com how was your weekend <laughs> well hopefully if you were you know Already on the three-week quick start program from relieffactor.com, you were in less pain. But I am so torn over this shooting in Atlanta, I cannot tell you. I, you originally, you know, you read the story and it talks about how the uh, suspect, the uh, deceased man, Rayshard Brooks, uh, was fatally shot by police. And you think, wow. Uh, another one, uh, another, another black man shot by a police officer. What is going on? And then you read the story and then you watch all the videos. I spent, you know, a lot of time watching as many videos as I could find, uh, of the shooting. Uh, some were short and of different angles and all the angles from the store and cell phones and police cams and, Look, um, Mr. Brooks, rest his soul, was resisting arrest and stole a weapon from a police officer and then tried to run away and then turned and fired that weapon, albeit a taser, toward the police officers and the other police officer shot him. Now he was... uh, taken to the hospital and died in the hospital after two gunshot wounds to the back. Now it happened really, really fast. And I haven't seen any video of where he actually, where you see him get shot and fall to the ground. You see the police officers fire and, uh, you know, was his back turned and he was running away. I think, you know, he, it happened in seconds And he fired the taser and then the officers, you know, he fired the taser. The officers fired as he was turning and running away. And I'll tell you why I'm torn because it, on the surface, you want to say, 
why didn't they just let him run away? They knew who he was. He had already resisted arrest. They were wrestled with him. He had the taser. He fired at them. He was running away. Just why didn't they just run away? They could have, you know, let him run away and they could have found him later. Well, could they have found him later? Would they have found him later? He has a weapon now. I know it's a taser, still a weapon. Uh, and you talk about, well, the police can't have it both ways was a lot of the talk this weekend. They can't say in court that it's not a deadly weapon and then say it's a deadly weapon when it's fired upon them. Well, yes, you can. Uh, if he gets hit by the taser and then the suspect takes their weapon and they're incapacitated and then they get shot dead, that's a deadly weapon then, isn't it? It's the beginning of it. I, I know. And when you hear the news of shot for sleeping in a Wendy's drive through <laughs> that's really not the case. You know, he was sleeping in a Wendy's drive through because he was under the influence of something we're guessing alcohol since he blew into the into the breathalyzer and you know came back drunk is why they were going to arrest him he was really nice up to that point when you watch the video he was uh, you know conversational and then he blew into the breathalyzer and he was drunk so he was going to get arrested and as soon as we attempted to put the handcuffs on that's when he becomes uh aggressive and tries to get away and, uh, you know, broke away from the two police officers. <sighs> Look, the police chief has resigned. The police officer has already been fired. The other police officer has been put on administrative leave. Uh, the mayor of Atlanta has said that there's a difference between what you should do and what you can do or something like that, whatever her quote was. Um, you know, and that's why I'm torn. Because in the heat of the moment, the police officers are struggling with a person who has broken away that was going to be arrested, taken one of their weapons, trying to run away in a public setting with a weapon. And, you know, they are in the heat of the battle. It's so sad that this has to happen. Everything was fine. And you say, okay, well, why didn't they just let him run away and he'd still be alive today? Well, why didn't he just get arrested? Why didn't he just take the arrest and he'd still be alive today? Those are answers we can't answer. But of course, we're going to protest and riot in the streets of Atlanta. And we're going to burn down the Wendy's because, well, it's there, right? And it was there that it happened. So we got to burn down the how to burn down the Wendy's I mean it's it's close to being out of control and I hope that we find a way to bring it under control that is for sure now we have a huge mess still in Minneapolis St. Paul which was the flashpoint because of the death of George Floyd. And right now in the Twin Cities, there's more than 1,500 buildings that have been vandalized or looted. Some have been reduced to rubble. Many have just been completely destroyed. I guess reducing it to rubble isn't completely destroyed, but that's what the story said. I mean, it's amazing. And yet we have... 
plenty of superstars uh, donating to the BLM movement and donating to George Floyd's family, but they aren't donating to the more than 1,500 businesses and help them try to relive. Now, Barbara Streisand uh, has donated uh, Disney stock to the young daughter of George Floyd. There's no telling exactly how much stock she got, but thank you, Babs, uh, for doing that. I appreciate it. Uh, I know Disney stock is, uh, you know, a worthy gift. So I want to thank you uh, on behalf of uh, the George Floyd family for, you know, making that happen for the young daughter. Look, good for her. And, you know, I hope that she never has to, you know, want again. And, you know, she certainly didn't deserve what's happened. So, you know, I appreciate that. But I do also wonder how we actually feel about all these businesses and homes being destroyed. And then, uh, to top it all off, we still have uh, the uh, autonomous zone of Chaz still going on all weekend long. Now, they've, you know, remarkably still have their list of demands. We told you on Friday the list of demands from Detroit. But we still have, a, you know, Chaz is still wanting to be their own independent nation, I guess. Um, okay. I would say, okay, become your own independent nation. And I get that you want to be, you know, your own independent nation and you, you know, want people to help you out. So, you know, there's a reason why they have the giant list of, uh, you know, what supplies are needed. Uh, you know, they have this huge list, uh, with uh, what supplies are needed in Chaz. So why not, um, you know, I guess if you want to give to them, good for you. They need clothes. They need, uh, you know, pants, shirts, and belts, and shoes, mostly male-oriented. They need ice. Uh, according on this list, they have in parentheses the good kind, so they don't want the bad kind of ice. They want cigarettes and lighters, uh, lanterns, flashlights, headlamps, Portable solar charges, Gatorade, electrolyte powder, backpacks, reusable bags, tents, sleeping pads, pillows, tarps, track phone, and minutes cards, by the way. Body lotion, yeah, shoes, I guess those would be the women's shoes, or children, bedding, uh, comforters, zip ties, folding chairs, laundry bags, personal fans, body wash, disinfectant, sunglasses. I would say, when do we, you know, when are they going to ask if we cut off? I mean, if they're an independent nation, do we treat it like an independent nation and cut off cell service, cut off power, cut off water, and then I guess we charge them? I mean, remember when we used to joke around, or at least I do anyway. Uh, you know, for years I used to joke around, and it's not even a joke anymore, about, you know, buying an island and becoming an independent nation and then turning and declaring war on the U.S. so that we would get money from the U.S. so that they would give us money for not going to war against the U.S. That's not a joke anymore. <laughs> that is not a joke anymore. And everybody, of course, you know, has their list of demands. Well, if you're an independent nation, then become an independent nation. And then you can meet with 
world leaders and, uh, you know, get your demands and your grievances and we can get started on it, right? Right. Of course we can. Everybody has their demands. I saw the University of Texas and their football players. They have a list of demands now as well. They have uh, a letter sent out that says what starts here changes the world. And they have a list of demands, certain buildings on campus to be renamed, including buildings named after famous former University of Texas professors and administrators who were open segregationists. And the document also demands the permanent removal of the statue of former Texas Governor James Hogg, which has been a you know, source of controversy for years. And they also made a list of other demands. Um, they want a more diverse uh, statues on campus, as we said, by artists and sculptors who are people of color. Uh, modules for incoming freshmen discussing the history of racism on campus. Uh, and providing racial injustice awareness. They want an out outreach program for inner cities, Austin, Dallas, and Houston. More diversity in the Hall of Fame to include permanent black athletic history exhibit. Athletics donating 0.5% of the annual earnings to black organizations and BLM movements. They want to rename some part of the stadium after Julius Whittier, the first black football player at UT. Get rid of the eyes of Texas and have a new song written for us to sing. Do not require athletes to sing the song. I'm almost with them there, but it's a, you know, it's a classic Eyes of Texas song. But just let me say that it's not the first time that players have made demands of their football program. Uh, way back, way back in 2012, a football player by the name of Elvis Fisher. Uh, yes, my son. Uh held a press conference and wanted some demands that he posted on social media like the university of texas and his demands were a tad bit different but he did make demands of the football program what's going on everybody it's me elvis fisher uh apparently y'all thought that i was lying about this uh so press conference today um yeah the only people that showed up is actually uh kumu yeah, they showed up, but uh, yeah, it must have been like a sick prank to actually make it look like people care or something, because I don't know where they're at. You know, they, the whole stadium's locked up. Yeah. It's kind of sad, really. So, uh, yeah, you know, I got a few demands that I need, must be met, before I play football for the University of Missouri again. Um, first thing, needs to be new soap in the locker room. I'm tired of that cheap 99 cent Walmart soap. I got old dry skin as it is. I'm to get some, get some Dove or some Axe in there. A billion dollar complex. We got a tiger in the front of the complex that'll follow you around. An animated tiger, but we don't have better soap. Uh, let's see. I want my own personal Segway. Yeah, I don't want to have to walk to the practice field. I don't want to have to walk to the dining hall. I don't want to have to walk to the weight room. I mean, I'm not trying to lose weight here. I got to be over 300. Y'all want me over 300 to play in the SEC? Um, yeah, I need a segue. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, on the back of my jersey, I do not want to have Fisher on the back of it anymore. Uh, from now on, I want my Twitter handle to be on the back of my jersey. So, yep. Yeah. Um, 
I don't want to sweat on game day anymore getting ready. I sweat so much on game day just getting ready for the game that I want I want to have five or six just my personal assistants on game day to assist me getting ready so I don't have to sweat. All my stuff laid out. Yeah, they just take care of it. So I don't got to sweat anymore. I'm not sweating anymore before the game. Nope. And uh, last but not least... You know, I need I need some new shirts. I need some Mizzou football shirts. Look what I'm wearing. I'm wearing an AT&T Cotton Bowl shirt. That was back in, what was that, 08, January 1st? My red shirt year? I haven't got a new shirt since. It's, it's ridiculous. I need some new shirts. And uh, until these are met, I won't be seeing y'all in camp Wednesday. But uh, if they're met by Wednesday, then uh, I guess I'll see y'all there. Peace. So it's not the first time that uh, demands were made of a university. Now, I will say that uh, the demands were not met. Just like there was a petition asking to remove the Thomas Jefferson statue on the University of Missouri's campus. They said no, as just like they told Elvis, uh, no. So he, you know, regrettably caved and showed up at camp. I know what you're thinking. It's almost impossible to believe, but it's true. All right, let's go to the break room. I need to seriously need a drink of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. I'll tell you that. Thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. Be sure that you are a subscriber to the podcast, Chewing the Fat. That would be uh, an excellent thing for you to do. Yeah, just subscribe to the podcast. Pick a platform, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Very simple. And then you'll be alerted when the podcast drops daily. And you can say, oh man, there's a Chewing the Fat podcast I must listen to. Very very smart thing to do you know what a really smart thing to do so just subscribe and then while you're there you might as well you know follow me on twitter at jeffy jfr you can follow me on facebook and instagram jeff fisher radio and then you can you know go ahead and you might as well follow me on my youtube page too chewing the fat with jeff fisher just go there and do that and click on the little notification bell while you're there is subscribing and You'll be alerted to that as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're already in the mood. You're already there. Just get it all done in one shot, and then then you're done. Then you're done. And then when you're, you know, when you're thinking to yourself, man, you know, I need to say something to the fat. Well, you can email uh, chewingthefat at theblaze.com like Scott did. He was unhappy with the show. He emailed us at chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And his email read, I was told your program that the slogan for 2020 was going to be, no, bro. I was all for it. I even created a Discus account with the name, no, bro, to show my support. 2020 has been anything but the no, bro year. People all across the country keep saying, yes, whatever you say, whether it be the lockdown, riots, or any other insanity from this year. I am totally on board with the no bro movement. We need to take the year back and turn it into the 
no bro year counting on your podcast and its strong influence on america to lead the charge make no bro great again loyal listener twitter follower an essential employee scott well thank you scott i appreciate it and we can have multiple slogans i mean i recall the you know no bro uh campaign i'm sure that this was brought on because on friday i talked about the uh chewing the fat you miss a second you miss something because when ctf records news happens as uh, you know the slogan well that's the slogan for the show that's not the slogan for the country so i understand you're unhappy to scott and i appreciate your email but uh, you know relax okay no bro is still out there still hanging tough okay <laughs> thanks for your email though and i i appreciate it very much did you see where chrissy teigen uh, bless her heart uh she's having her breast implants removed and they're making a, you know, such a big deal about it. And her kids are all happy with their little, their little get rid of your, get rid of your boobies campaign. Uh, thanks mommy. We love you. And good. I'm glad she's, you know, making it a family affair. It's important. I mean that, but, uh, it is kind of, uh, kind of strange that, uh, you know, the great runway superstar, Chrissy Teigen is uh, now saying, oh, I've got to get rid of these breast implants. Okay. Well, good for you. It only helped you become this multi-millionaire, multi-millionaires, you know, here in America and around the world. And now, eh, I've made enough money. And you know what? They're going to like me for who I am. So I could just get rid of these implants. Good luck. God bless. Speaking of good luck, God bless. I'm watching a show on Netflix, The Night Clerk, and it was okay. You know, I enjoyed it. It was fine, and it was. You know, I'm again. I wasn't. I wasn't too crazy about the ending, and I won't spoil it for you. Although. I usually don't care much, but I was watching, you know, I was watching the night clerk and in the movie, uh, Helen Hunt, he plays the mother of the guy that's, you know, the night clerk and holy cow, Helen, uh, I don't know what's going on, but I can't get over the plastic surgery. (laughs) I mean, I know my theory is three cuts to clown face and I know you're not at clown face yet, but you're what? Two and a half cuts, something like that. I mean, maybe she was part of a show that I wasn't aware that probably never aired like plastic surgeon gone wild. Uh, you know, you can use that if you want, go ahead and create that. It may be something that's for, for, you know, a Quibi show, uh, you know, plastic surgery gone wild. Uh, but just a little, oof. A little, we'll just leave it at a little, because uh, I I like Helen, but I think what threw me the most is I just got done, you know, I don't know, a week or so ago, watching Twister. And I know that was a hundred years ago, 
and everybody looked different 100 years ago but helen is still trying to look the same as she did 100 years ago only and we'll just just leave it at that okay and we also found out this weekend that spongebob squarepants is gay yay man we needed to know that did we did we really need to know that does it matter one iota in our life if spongebob is gay on top of which he's a sponge is that even possible i guess i guess it is i guess it is and congratulations uh, to hbo max who has decided that we are gonna put gone with the wind back on our platform that's just you know we're gonna do it and that's the way it is and if you don't like it tough but we're hbo max and we can do it okay but because we're hbo max and we're you know we have the we have the platform we're gonna let Jacqueline Stewart, a Turner Classic Movies host and professor in the Department of Cinema and Media Studies at the University of Chicago, is going to make an announcement before the show so you can hear that before you actually watch the show. And it's going to be, you know, why we can't turn away from Gone with the Wind. Now, I wonder, I just have a question, not that I would ever do it. But I wonder if they will allow a person to fast forward through the statement from Jacqueline Stewart. I don't want to. (laughs) Man, no way do I want to fast forward through that. Or will they make you sit through it? It's just a thought. I mean, you're going to be lucky to be able to mute this thing, let alone fast forward through it. No way. No way. Unavailable at this time. You're sitting through it till you get to the movie. Got it? Okay. All right. You got it? Good. Then let's keep it that way. And beware of the new Saharan dust. I know. You're thinking, wow, is that a new drug that's hitting the street? No. Although it could be. Uh, the Saharan dust is the, uh, you know, the dust cloud that comes from the Sahara Desert off the coast of Africa. And it's moving uh, westward toward the United States. So there's a possibility that concentrations of that, of that dust is going to drift through, you know, southeast Texas and the southern southwest states of the U.S., you know, next week. So just be ready for Saharan dust. It doesn't bother anything, right? None of that dust bothers anything. If you've got allergies and stuff, don't worry about it. It's up in the clouds. It's way up there. It makes the clouds hazy. It doesn't affect you any, right? Right. Won't have any impact on human health at all. <laughs> but look, if you notice flare-ups, you know, asthma, lung conditions, it, you know, just stay inside. But uh, just beware of Saharan dust. Well, that's almost a band name. And a drug. I like it. All right, we've got the uh, coronavirus daily update. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
Nah, not really. Again, no one really seems to care about the numbers, about we're hearing news about different airlines uh, closing down and stopping flights, but eh, nobody cares. It's okay. They do care about, uh, well, you know, there's some news in the, in the Rona mill, uh, like, uh, cruise ship workers. I told you a little while ago, they were still stuck at sea. We still have about 40,000, according to this report of cruise ship workers still stuck at sea, uh, nowhere to go. Incredible, incredible. According to the Miami Herald. They are reporting that at least 42,000 workers remain trapped on cruise ships without paychecks. Some are still suffering from COVID-19. And three months after the industry has been completely shut down. I mean, they're just sailing around looking for places to dock. Uh, 600 people fell ill on the Carnival Corporation's Diamond Princess while it was quarantined off Japan. 14 of those passed away. I mean, wow. Now, 3,000 Carnival Cruise Line workers got off in Croatia earlier this month and caught rides and flights home, uh, you know, across Europe. I don't know why we just don't send all the ships to Croatia then, if that's the place that's taking them. It doesn't... I mean, they're ships, right? They could go across the ocean, I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't have any gas. I don't know. What power? Aren't they solar powered? <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, okay. I mean, Royal Caribbean flew more than twelve hundred Filipino crew members home last week from Greece, uh, Dubai, the United States, Barbados. I mean, let's just find a port that's going to take them. Like, say, I don't know, Croatia, and send the ships there. I mean. Let's get these people back home, please. This They've got to find a way. They're smart enough to find a way. Are they not? Can we not please be a little bit smarter? Just a little. And we have news from the NBA. Uh, planning to restart the season in late July at the Disney campus in Orlando. Uh, the players are a little torn, though. And not because of the Rona. Um... One NBA player told ESPN, uh, once we start playing basketball again, the news will turn from systemic racism to who did what in the game last night. And we just can't have that. That's unacceptable. Oh, oh okay. Well, uh, one player, Austin Rivers, uh, countered that particular statement by saying, uh, resuming play, uh, would allow players to collect salaries and financially power the BLM movement. So, which is it? Do we want to? I mean, do we want to talk about the NBA and get uh, your names and your game back in the news, or do you want to not turn away from systemic racism, or you could turn to systemic racism and? financially power the BLM movement. I know. I know. I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. And proving that we really don't 
care about the COVID-19 infections. I mean, we kind of do and we want to pretend that we do. But, you know, we have been having all the protests uh, around the country and that's okay. But anything, say a Trump rally would be bad, right? So, uh, any, and remember, that's what it was uh, prior to the protest riots, uh, prior to the George Floyd protests, was all the gatherings were bad. Now it's good. Well, they have hired all these contact tracers in New York and obviously around the country to figure out, uh, you know, where it's been, if you've contacted COVID-19, who you came in contact with, what's going on. Well, if you're a contact tracer in New York, you've been informed, look, uh, don't ask about the protests. Uh, you can find out, you know, yeah, you've got COVID-19. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, we want you to find out exactly what happened, but we don't want you to ask about the protest. That's fine. You don't need to worry about any of that protest. So we're already throwing the numbers off on if these protests created a new virus wave. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. I know problem. I know New York is a big believer in uh, keeping distance and uh, making sure people stay their social distancing. I mean, they've got their parks department and recreation people now are uh, under the new titles of social distancing ambassadors. So I wondered if they're protesting close to the park, do these people say, hey, protesters, could you mind uh, spreading apart a little bit more, please? I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, I would fear for my safety by asking them to do that. But, you know, good luck. I mean, they really should as, you know, social distancing ambassadors. That's really what they should be doing, right? And an incredible story as part of uh, the headline of Chuck E. Cheese creating, uh, you know, going bankrupt and actually just shutting down. Uh, because of uh, you know the pandemic and the the shut the shutdown of, of restaurants, they've been trying to stay alive by being a separate pizza takeout location, uh, from you know as calling themselves Pascali's Pizza and Wings on delivery apps, and that you know trying to stay alive. But they're talking about not being able to open back up at all. And then in this story, it talks about some outpost of IHOP, Denny's. Ruby Tuesday, TGI Fridays, and more have permanently shuttered due to hardships brought on by the pandemic. One franchisee operating 49 IHOP locations filed for bankruptcy. Uh, done. Uh, the founder and managing partner of Ruby Tuesday said uh, many restaurants are going to be closed and not be able to open up. A Denny's franchisee closed 15 locations. Uh, down completely and uh, Steak and Shake TGI Fridays many of those uh, under the franchisee uh, title closed gone have a nice day so very sad and that's think of the jobs I mean are they going to open back up you know there'll be replacements I hope but not right away and we need to we need to get this under control because I mean I I don't want to live without Steak and Shake or IHOP a, a, a world a world without Steak and Shake or IHOP is not a world at all no I mean it 
<laughs> no way. I, I don't want to. Do you want to live in that world? No, I didn't think so. And neither do I. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. I have, uh, this brings a smile to my face because this is, this little uh, story I think will prove that I'm right on the Harry and Meghan world. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry or formerly Prince Harry and Princess or whatever their titles are now. They don't have titles anymore, Jeff. They're just regular people. Uh Uh-huh. But this headline makes me think like I'm telling you uh, a few months a few months away they are breaking up so the headline is they've moved Megan's mom in to be the unofficial nanny so the mother-in-law Megan's mom mother-in-law to Harry is moving in (laughs) okay all right, no problem. I, you know what? Bless their hearts. I love them, and that you know, there's there's nothing like living with your in-laws. Nothing like it. No place in the world is there anything like that, my friends. No place in the world. Big news. Big news coming today as well. This Thursday, June eighteenth. If you're listening live to this podcast, 6-15-2020, the 18th, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, it's a virtual democracy summer 2020. Katy Perry and Black Eyed Peas are going to co-headline democracy summer 2020. Yay! And it's, uh, the event is co-hosted by Rosario Dawson and Logan Browning and presented by a coalition led by Rock the Vote, Voto Latino Foundation, when we all vote in March for our lives with the aim of registering 200,000 new voters over this summer. More than 4 million Americans turn 18 this year and will be eligible to vote for the first time. Man, it's going to be a fine night. Also scheduled to pe- to appear, Chuck D, Big Fridia, Lu- Fridia, yeah, Lucy Hale, Neo, Swati, Amara La Negra, Bebe Rexa, Max, Leslie Grace, Skylar Aston, Prince Royce, Dove Cameron, Sophia Carson. So far, it's been an incredible evening and we haven't even got started. Senator Elizabeth Warren. Oh my gosh. You've just made the night that much better. Secretary Julian Castro. Oh man. Now you're getting, now you're not, now you're talking about fun. In addition to activists, <laughs> including Little Miss Flint, Greg Jackson, Kyra Stevenson Valley, Tyler McMillan, and there's always others. So, man, is it going to be fun? I cannot wait for this, for the virtual event with Katy Perry and Black Eyed Peas, 
the virtual event, Democracy Summer 2020. Yay! So, be ready for that, right? (laughs) Right. I know, I know. I'm so excited right now, I cannot tell you. So it's coming up on, you know, summer travel and vacation. And you thought to yourself, you know, we've been stuck in the house for, you know, months now. Do we really want to go anywhere? You know, we're going to get in a, We're worried about the second wave of, of the Rona. And uh, are we? Are we really worried about the second wave? And, uh, you know, some people are. And uh, then I see a story that talks about uh, the, the Canada-U.S. border is closed. But Americans are still coming through. Here's how. And, you know, caught my caught my attention because I'm thinking, first of all, why? Uh, it doesn't make, you know, oh, no, the Canadian border's closed. Oh, I just wanted to go there, too. Gosh darn it. Just wanted to go to Canada. Well, apparently, if you, because you're supposed to if you go to Canada uh, and you're supposed to, and you're going to stop somewhere, I guess, uh, let's see, it's happening uh so a restaurant server was saying, hey, uh, where are you guys from? Well, they're from Texas, and they were up on vacation, and she questioned how they got into Canada when the borders are closed to visitors. And they replied, well, we told the Border Patrol that we were driving to Alaska, and they just let us in. And now they're just, uh, you know, they're stopping and going and doing what they want. So they don't have, they weren't wearing masks, those bastards. There was no distancing. Well, they were family and they were together, so they really don't need to distance. And there's no 14-day quarantine. Oh, my gosh. So, apparently, this has been going on with other uh, visitors as well. So, there's a loophole and people are finding it. So, all you have to do, this is just, you know, if you were thinking to yourself, you know, might as well go to Canada. we got nothing else going on. We've been stuck in the house and... Might as well go to Canada, right? Right, let's go to Canada. Okay, let's go to Canada. That's the way to get in. Just tell them you're driving to Alaska. Now, you're supposed to drive to Alaska with limited stopping and no overnight staying, and you're supposed to just get there as fast as you can. But, they don't have anybody checking on you. So, huh? I know, I know. I know what you're thinking. Man, do I want to go to Canada now. Now that I know how to get in, I'm going. Me too, my friends. Me too. Nothing, nothing says a vacation. Like driving across Canada. (laughs) 